It's time for the No Shot Clock Podcast. We're talking the biggest stories in Illinois high school basketball. Now, here are your hosts, Michael O'Brien of the Chicago Sun-Times and Joe Hendrickson of the City Suburban Boost Report. Welcome on in, everybody, to No Shot Clock. Uh, thanks for listening, and I'd like to, the top of the show here, apologize for last week. Joe and I recorded. We even did it at a special time because I had something going on on Monday, and I didn't hit record. It was entirely my fault. There was nothing to do at that point. It was gone by the time I noticed on Tuesday, so that's it. It was bad, and I apologize, so thanks for coming back and listening. We got a pretty good show, I think, ahead of us here. We're going to uh, not as good as not as good as last week's. <laughs> That's right. Last week's stellar. <laughs> we um we're gonna go into our two takes, of course, and then we're gonna talk about. I I picked out uh, what is it one two three four eight of the top teams, um all of them near the rankings, kind of the number one contenders or who has been number one. And I actually went. I don't know if Joe's gonna like this or not, but I want us to each say if we're gonna be if so far we're surprised by how they've been disappointed. Or if it's about what we expected. And then I want us to say if we think they can win state. <laughs> so <laughs> eight, eight, eight of them? Yeah, eight of them. Um Mike and I, Mike and I have not really pre prepared too much for this podcast, but I, I did. I prepared. I just didn't Well, no, I, I just <laughs> we're correct. I just yeah. uh, uh Mike texted me t- 15 minutes ago. Yeah. No, uh, I, I haven't um, got a lengthy take to start out with. Um uh, he's all ready. If you want to He's regrouped after his flub of a week ago. Yeah, that's right. I had to be ready. Um, and so since we're going to talk a lot of the big, you know, big name teams that talk about a lot, I, I wanted to take that was a little different. And uh, this one definitely fits. And I think it's really interesting. It's on class 2A. Um, I, I didn't realize this last year. I don't know if you did, Joe, but there are two complete sectionals full of just teams from Chicago. Um. 25 teams in each there literally there's only a handful um chicago christian southland and joliet catholic are the only non-actual chicago schools in two whole sectionals in 2a that's kind of wild to me so i I think we have more 2a teams than anything um they're all smaller schools we don't talk a lot about but now that depaul has moved up to 3a and there's no like looming or public league power right now it's kind of wide open you know, not just a spot at state, but a spot in a super sectional um, for two teams. So I think it's pretty fascinating um, to kind of set the stage now so we know what we're following over the next few months. Um, I think the top contenders um, right now are locally Christ the King. They're four and two. They had a nice win against Wheaton. They have a CJ Warsham, a good player. Phillips, who's three and three. They've already beaten Proviso East and Lanfear. Their losses are to Curie and at Quincy. And then Diet off to a seven and three start. They took Simeon to the wire last week, lost by one point at Simeon. Also Farragut, who I think is going to be really dangerous. And then Clark is still there. Uh, the perspective leadership has gone up to 3A. So those are kind of the main local players. And there isn't even, I don't think, you know, I'm not an expert at this, but a, a huge team in the state. Rock Ridge is a lot talked about. They're seven and zero. Manuals three and three. They've had some injuries. Peoria Notre Dame, who I know in the preseason was talked about, uh, they're off to a rough start, two and five. I'm not sure why. So, 
everything just seems really wide open in 2A. And I think it's exciting um, to see how that's going to go. And there's a, a good matchup on January 23rd is the conference matchup between Phillips and Diette, which should give us a nice idea of what is going on there. But I just think it's something maybe we can check in on a couple times during the year and see what the 2A scene is like. Yeah, Mike surprised me again. I did not have my 2A analysis prepared and ready here in December. Uh, but yeah, I it, it I think the interesting part is the defending champs are no longer there. And it's just, you know, completely wide open. Um, you know, we are, you, you talked about the beginning of the podcast, just how we're going to discuss and kind of break down the top teams. There's going to be a lot of talk about other teams as we always do. In, con- in different conferences and some that aren't ranked. And we do that all year long, a lot of podcasts to go, but this, this take is, is just specifically on a team that I was able to see. That's a little bit out of the limelight yet. They're still in the rankings and that's, and, I, and I'm writing about them in my weekly column here. Wabansi Valley. I, I got a chance to watch Wabansi play uh, Friday night against Matia Valley. And if anybody familiar with the DuPage Valley knows that that league was supposed to be wide open with DeKalb, Naperville North, which was a preseason top 25 team. Uh, Matia Valley, who I kind of gave the edge to. Um, Wabansi Valley as another one. And of course, Nequa Valley. So it, it, it was a wide open conference that I think based on just, it's just been kind of sheer luck. Somehow I've seen all these DuPage Valley teams play in the first three weeks of the season. And Wabansi's the best. Uh, they are a, a team that's in Mike's Super 25. And I think they're going to have some staying power. I think they're going to stay in the rankings. They're 8-0. Uh, and I think they've built up some equity. They're going to build up some equity here where they're going to keep climbing those rankings. Or, you know, if they can take care of DeKalb in a key conference game this Friday on the road, and they move to 9-0, that's their only game between now and the Jacobs Holiday Tournament. So, they would go into that tournament unbeaten. Jacobs is, it's got some interesting teams at the top. So, you know, like a Crystal Lake South, it's eight or nine and one. It's got a Barrington. It's got a, there's some teams there that are, are, are highly competitive. It's not probably as deep, not probably, it's not as deep as the higher profile tournaments across the state. But my point is, well, Bonzi Valley here has a chance to really get on a run, make a name for himself, make a name for itself. And, I, I just like this team, Mike. I, I am excited about a team that I wasn't really – I mean, I was aware of them. I'd seen them in the summer, and I, I thought they had a lot of potential. I put them in my crazy top 85 or whatever. But, you know, they, they're just a fun team. They're a different, unique team with the defense they play. I write about this, how they play the ball press. Uh, and it's a factor. Andrew Schweitzer is the head coach there. He came from Mike Healy's staff three years ago from Wheaton South, which of course they've thrived with the ball press. Uh, so thick Wheaton South, Mike, they're, they're pesky, annoying ball press defense, and then add about three inches to every player and more athleticism and quickness. <laughs> so you can see why that defense now is so effective. Uh, they're long. Uh, they've got a real underrated senior in Trey Blissett. He's a 6'5 senior. He's got some Division II interest, a scholarship type of player. Uh, he's early, kind of a, just a jack-of-all-trades. Yeah, he does a little bit of everything for him. Tyreek Coleman uh, is, is a junior point guard who's got a little burst and can get in the lane and, and, and cause some headaches for opposing defenses. 
another junior though who played terrific and you know he had a really nice spring and summer for Wabonsi Valley uh but he's an unknown Mike and and it's Moses Wilson his six four junior he had 17 points and three three pointers a, a big dunk he's an exciting player and he's the cousin, if you remember, uh, Dang Rang back at Wheaton North. He played oh, Wheaton North. Really, yeah, yeah, I do. Cousin oh, of, yeah. yeah, so this is a team. They're not super deep, and they're not going to blow you away. But, it, like I said before, it's a team that is going to pile up wins, and I think they've established themselves as the favorite in a very solid conference. And they're going to be a team, I think, that's going to stay in your rankings for the better part of the rest of the season. I, I believe that with what I saw. And, um, you know, it's just kind of some, some fresh new blood that wasn't in that preseason top 25. That's going to be fun to watch. Yeah. It's always been a confusing program to me. I always thought they should just be more consistently successful than they were. I know Jason Mead really had him. I think he had a pair of like 27 win seasons back yeah. back before he left after COVID, but you know, they've always lost some transfers, some high profile guys, like over the last two decades have gone, to other local places, which hurt, but it'll be interesting to see if Andrew Schweitzer can kind of keep things uh, rolling there, but fun to hear. I, um, my second, my second apology of the podcast already is my second take here. It's on Jay Sean Stevenson. And I was a little worried about what I wrote in the notebook uh, the other day about him, but it's true. And I'm, so I'm just going to repeat it, even though I was worried about it. You know, I was very wrong about him. Um, I liked him as a player uh, the last two years. I just wasn't excited about him as a player. I thought he was fine and good. And, you know, he was like the leading scorer in the red South central last year. And uh, this is, and to be honest, I thought a lot of those points came at junk time. When I saw them, they would lose and he would score like 15 points in the fourth quarter when the game was done. And it just, Nothing about it was exciting. <laughs> I just wasn't on board, to be honest. He's a nice kid. You know, I, I really like Narville Newsom, the coach over there. It's been fun watching that program. It's a cool gym, but I just wasn't on. You know, I thought he'd be an, a college player. But, but anyway, that's out the window. I've totally changed my tune. He has taken that senior pill. And to me, he's just a completely different player. He's bigger. He's stronger. He's more assertive. He's doing other things besides for just getting some easy baskets here and there, his shooting his outside shooting to me seems to have improved quite a bit um, from last year. You know, he's assisting more than I'd seen before. He had some steals, he had some blocks. I've seen him twice already this season and he clearly should have been on my all state team. He should have been that fifth guy that I picked in the preseason. I didn't know, you know, he was this much better. And I think he's a legitimate uh, player of the year contender. I, you know, I think he can give Morez Johnson a run if he keeps playing how he does. And if Lindblom can pull off some other big wins aside from that Kenwood win, uh, we all know about last week. Well, the good thing is preseason all-state teams don't matter. Nobody uh, puts those in the media guides in college preseason all-state. Uh, so he's uh, well on track to become what really matters as an all-state player. In. And I, I agree with you. I think the key word you used was assertive. You know, I watched, two or three games last year, I came away with a talented player uh, who I just wanted more from. And, you know, he had a solid, I, I thought he kind of a, I don't want to say a bounce back spring and summer because he did put up massive numbers last year as a junior, 
But I mean, in terms of a prospect, you know, it's funny. I, you know, Riverside Brookfield shootout that for, uh, the first day of it in the summer, I was on the phone with Danielle Robinson, uh, the coach at Cleveland State, going back and forth about things. He goes, hey, Joe, tell me a player. To, give me a guy to watch. Um, I said, Jay Sean Stevenson, Lindblom. Uh, I, it was funny. I looked down at a Lindblom game and literally, I believe he was the only coach watching, if I remember right, maybe one other one uh in that game that Limblu was playing that I I saw him at and poof there he is he's he's at Cleveland State and I think and I wrote about this in the you know the the wrap-up Mike of the this early signing period and he was the player that I listed as the biggest steal uh, of all the players in this class that signed this fall and particularly for that level Horizon League I think he's just a dynamic talent for that level so um, I think, you know, underrated recruit because not enough schools are on him. And he's a very good, he, he's a high level student who really is runner up was, was going to the Ivy league, uh, which we know Chicago has been pounded by the Ivy school. So yeah, I, I completely agree. He, he looks like a different player with that assertiveness and, and particularly the confidence too, uh, that, that he shows with that perimeter jumper. So yeah, I, Hundred percent agree with your take there. I, you know, this one is going to lead right into our, you know, the segment we're going to talk about these top teams, and it is a repeat take from the podcast that we didn't <laughs> put out. So Mike's going to hear it again. Uh, you guys get to listen to it the first time, but no, I after well, last week was after two weeks, I think. This is after three weeks, and nothing's changed. There is not a number one team uh there is with the number one next to it that mike puts up every week and mike was debating back and forth sunday at the team rose shootout and uh doing his own research from everybody's thoughts just because it is wide open and we just don't have that typical headline team that is a no-brainer number one until they show otherwise and my question to you mike is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? I think there's good and bad. I think the bad part of it is I I do think the level, the quality of our elite teams or what you consider the top level teams is down. Uh, so you don't see what you would accustom to being really high level basketball from those teams, at least in this early juncture. And then the positive it's almost like, I don't know if you're NFL fans out there and follow it closely, the AFC this year. Nobody knows who the you know top team is. Maybe the Dolphins, maybe the Ravens, maybe the Chiefs, maybe the Bills. And it does it make it more fun, more entertaining, more wide open? Does that engage the fan bases? Does it uh, make it more exciting as we play this season out and we get into March? And I guess I could pose that to you, Mike. Do you like that? I mean, do you like not having the – yeah, that, that that power that everybody's trying to knock off, or or having two or three teams that we know, because we're going to get into this in, in probably a few minutes. But yeah, I, I thought um, I, I'd seen both sides, and I was kind of torn previously. But now, a week later, it's very clear that for the overall basketball scene, I think especially since maybe we, the senior class is kind of down at the top level and there aren't a lot of stars, I think it's especially helpful that there's so many teams that think they can win a state title right now. And I'm seeing it in 
the engagement on the rankings that more people are reading them than ever in the last few weeks. It's been kind of shocking to me how many people are interested. I'm getting a lot of comments from people and usually they're angry because people think their team is this. Now everybody kind of, nobody really knows what's going on. And I think it's definitely engaged the fan base a lot more. I think there are some big kind of powerful, large fan bases out there like Mount Carmel and Brother Rice and Bloom and HF and Downers Grove. And the fact that they all have this hope right now, I, I think is good, much better than I actually realized even a week ago, it's definitely given some energy to a season that I was a little worried about heading into. Well, and not only, you know, I know we're going to talk about these top eight teams, but, and you just mentioned all these teams with realistic, you know, chances of winning a state championship. But I'll go like a step further where I start thinking about sectionals. And when we get down to those and the seeds, and I mean, there are some teams that, typically always put together really good seasons and they probably don't believe and think this, but I do, that uh, they really don't have a chance to win a sectional <laughs> despite yeah. this really good season I, right now. And now if I, if I were to start breaking down the sectionals from a year ago and looking at the teams and, and then now forecasting for this year, I, it's not out of the, out of question that some of these teams that are in your rankings that are, I don't know, 17 or 22 or not even in the rankings could have a legitimate shot at winning. I, I, if you do the history of high school basketball, we always talk about upsets of March Madness. It, they don't happen a ton. It, it's not very, it's not real. I, I'm sorry. It's just not uh, the, the, the better teams, higher seeded teams typically win. And even the highest, like the ones and twos, but man, I, I just think that opportunity, and it could change between now and three months from now, but that is going to be as wide open and winnable for more teams than I think I've ever seen from sectional to sectional. So yeah, and, that, and, that, we, yeah it'll ahead. be interesting too, Joe, to see, we don't know what this, the path is. It changes this year. Right. And there's some movement with teams moving classes. Up. Yeah. Classes. So, you know, you, you move, uh, you know, like a three, a, like where do they send DePaul in three, a, um, you know, so it's, it, it's going to be interesting when those do come out because then you can really see, Oh yeah, this is that there's a sleeper that could actually, yeah. that could actually win that sectional, you know? So we'll, we'll see, but we'll get into these top eight, uh, that you were discussing and talk about and, and dive into those and, um, break that down. I think, and first of all, we're going to talk about these eight. And I, but I, there's another group I want to mention. Uh, we're going to talk about Thornton, Curie, Homewood, Flossmoor, Downers Grove North, Bloom, Mount Carmel, Kenwood, and Brother Rice. Now, I, but I do want to mention four. Was it four, three, or four teams? Um, and they're not included, even though they are undefeated or whatever, just because they haven't been tested yet. It's DePaul Prep. They're eight and zero. They they've beaten Niles North, but there isn't. To me, there's nothing yet to talk about them in the top tier. Same with Bennett. They're 8-0, but they have a huge week. I mean, they could be in this conversation in a week. I think they have Marist and St. Patrick this week, so that, that could prove a lot. Glenbrook North is 8-0 as well. Um, they've got some decent wins. And also, I think Whitney Young should be included. They're just 500, but um, and they've had some stuff maybe we should talk about. I don't know, but I, we're going to leave them out for now, even though they're all ranked ahead of Kenwood. <laughs> who I'm talking about because they were the preseason number one. I just think those teams, I need to see a little bit more before we get into maybe this 
thing. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I obviously we're all gonna have different opinions, and we and it's good to disagree. And I mean, I guess the only one I would is is DePaul to me is just a, a, a it's an outlier that should be included simply because I just was so high on them in the preseason. I put them in, I think five preseason six, five or six. I just saw a state championship team with virtually the almost the entire team back with their best talent being young. So uh, they'll, they'll have a chance to go out and prove it. And what we have talked about over and over again is the, probably the, the best conference in the, in the, in the state. And they have a big weekend as well as they play uh, Loyola uh, this Friday night. All right, so let's start it out. Um, first is Thornton. I guess kind of my general thoughts on them um, in the surprised, disappointed, or what I expected category. I'm going to go with um, about what I expected um, from what I've seen from Thornton so far. Maybe just a slightly, a little bit below, but that's probably because I saw Morris Johnson's worst game. Um, you know, he was injured and in and out of that um, Chicago Elite Classic game. So I'm sure if I'd have seen one of the other ones when he's putting up monster numbers, it would have been exactly what I expected. So that's kind of where I, I rank with Thornton. Chase Abraham's delivering more than I expected. It looks like Isaiah Green is having some some days where he plays really well. Um, their depth is obviously a major concern, I think, but the pieces are fitting together fairly well this early, I thought. Um, and as far as can they win state, they're 3A. Um, I will go with, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course they can win state. Uh, it's what I expected, mostly due to the fact it's week three and it's a completely new team that's never played together. And it, it was inevitable to me that there were going to be hiccups. There was going to be moments where they did not look the part of a top one, two, or three ranked team. Uh, I think they are, you know, even our conversation yesterday, at, at Mount Carmel during, you know, we discussed number one and I felt Thornton was still number one. Um, I, I, they bottom line is Mike is they still have what is the most dominant figure in high school basketball right now. Uh, Marez Johnson. And, and maybe that, maybe that numbers aren't like just through the roof, but he is just got to be accounted for in so many different ways that that that's a that's a big intangible right there so yeah i I, they're what i expected and i think they're a state championship caliber team in this particular season we'll go to the we'll stick with 3a since there's three 3a teams so next up would be mount carmel um as far as surprised (laughs) disappointed or what i expected um i think they're slightly better than i expected um and i Again, didn't see a great Angelo Ceravino game the first time I saw them. And well, I guess the, I've kind of seen them two and a half anyway. I, I wasn't paying a whole lot of attention at the, <laughs> the one game because I was writing, but um, and Noah Mister, I wrote about him if you saw that. Uh, that was kind of shocking to me how good he was. He was kind of freshman year at Kenwood, a bit of a you know, he shot a, a little bit from the outside and he got the ball. That was not the same player I saw. He was he controlled the game when he came in against Dito Sale and he settled it down for Mount Carmel and considering that was his first game with the team, his first game of the season. I think there's a lot of upside there and I think he fits really well with the group they have. Uh, Ciravino is a star. We, we, we've talked a lot about him. Um, they've got Lee Marks and all. I, I just, again, depth is another thing and that's going to be a common refrain with a lot of teams this year. I, I know Joe doesn't want to hear about it, but I think this is that COVID senior year 
And I think we'll be beyond that after this, but I think that's impacted depth on an awful lot of teams. Uh, Phil Seagroves talked about how he thinks they would have beat Vashon if he had just played more guys. Uh, he thought they really ran out of steam there. He said he only played like, I think seven guys in the whole game and he played a little bit more against De La Salle, but depth is definitely going to be their issue. So I'd say they're about what I expected. And yeah, I think they could win three. A. I can see a scenario, you know, which they can take down Thornton or whoever else is in their path. You know what I expected, but my surprise is going to be that I think they're going to be better than I think they, they what I thought mm-hmm. in the future, simply because of Mike, what, what that team needed was a point guard and anybody who saw Noah mister a lot, it was hard to, because he was limited with what he did with Kenwood, but who saw him in the summers and springs and AAU and things like that? What what stood out to you is Noah Mister has a feel. He, uh, he has a poise for a point guard uh, that that team needed and was missing. So it's a huge addition. It takes what it does is it relieves the pressure off others having to move into roles and and play in roles that maybe they're not best at doing. And Noah Mister relieves them of that and puts them back into their natural positions and natural spots, which is going to be huge for Mount Carmel and makes them uh, a surprisingly a better team than I thought going forward. And that's just going to get more and more fluid with him in the, in the lineup and him with the ball in his hands. So yes, they are a state title contender. Uh, the last three, a team of this group is brother rice. I got my first look at them this weekend in the really bad, bad, bad game uh it was a three overtime non-thriller you just wanted it to end um gosh who even was it against i've already forgotten brother is uh, bloom <laughs> yeah and uh for both of these tiny teams i'm a little worried <laughs> it's impacting uh my feeling about them you can't help but um but they are exactly what i expected um completely and totally i wasn't surprised by anything um at all they i mean they're good. I'm not, they're a good team. It was a bad game. I, I kind of knew the, everybody they had there. There's no surprises, I guess, in personnel for me or anything like that. And I will say though, I, I don't think they can win three. A. Um, I, I just think there's a ceiling there that some of the other teams are going to be better. And I don't know where all the scoring is going to come from. And, and so I guess I'm a little pessimistic on brother rice. I, I think the fact that they're even in this group that we're talking about says a lot about them and maybe they'll continue to prove me wrong, but I, I'm, I just think they might need uh, another guy who can score. You know, this is all based on me not having seen brother rice play this year yet, <laughs> okay. but based on results and scores and all of that, I did not see, and it does hurt when you see a lemon uh, of yeah. a game early in the season, but no, I am. I, you, you were much higher on them than I was coming into the season. Um, and they've, they have, so I am surprised at where they're at right now. I'm surprised we're talking about them. Yeah. You know, you would have said <laughs> three weeks ago, Hey, we're going to be talking about this segment where brother rice can be included in eight teams. I would not be, um, I, I, you know, it's early just looking at it. I think they've overachieved, but what they do have is what we just talked about with Mount Carmel and what they needed is, a really good point guard. Uh, Kale Cosme is just a, a a quintessential point guard that you, you thrive with, and he's he's got some 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 guts and and how he goes about it. And I do not think they're a state title contender. I think uh, they'll come back down a little bit to earth here. Where they're sitting here, what not eight and zero or nine and zero? Yeah, with like um, five ranked team wins with, with, too. With yeah. Some good wins. Yeah. So. 
uh, a, a credit to Conti Stannis here, who has done a fantastic job, particularly losing a, a star player like Ahmad Henderson and a group that played together last year for a number of years. And really all that was back was Kale Cosme and, and Xavier Fitch, who were both kind of role players. So, yeah, they're a surprise to me. But, yeah, I, I do think they have a definitely have a ceiling that um, is going to prevent them from being a, a legit state title. Um, for those yeah, who don't pay attention, I mean, they've beaten already Joliet West, Riverside, Brookfield, Loyola, and Bloom. And none of them were super close, except for the Bloom win, even. So we might be, we might really regret <laughs> this taking a month or two. Who knows? We'll see. Um, on to 4A now. Um, Curie, it's, uh, I'm definitely surprised. I know this sounds silly to people, probably, because we do this every year, but they're better than most of those years, I think. I'm very high on this Curie team. I was high on them after the Phillips. Uh, game I saw and I'm even higher after the Downers Grove North it was two completely different styles they played and in both games they were kind of in control the whole time all these role players that came up from the sophomore team and these juniors that were sitting on the bench that are seniors now have just it turned into significantly good high school basketball players this isn't the team for you know the college recruiting people <laughs> at all I don't think obviously you have Carlos Harris I think um, Tavion Collier might be getting interesting for some small colleges at this point. He's starting to really hit some shots and, and impact the game in the post. But this is just a group that knows who they are and they really play defense and they can all handle the ball. And I think, yes, they can win the state title. And yeah, they're a surprise to me. Yeah, it's a redundant thing for me. I I mean, I, I tweeted about this. Curious, curious. It's the same thing, just a new cast. And they are a surprise to me. They're better. You know, they were always going to be a top 10 team. It's just like it's a, they're a fixture in that top 10, but they're better than I thought. And better than I thought means that I did not think they could win a state championship three, four weeks ago, heading into the season. Uh, they are a state title contender and they are, they're not driven by, I mean, you know, guys that are just going to, I will say, Will Gonzalez has been a huge plus for them, uh, the transfer from Riverside Brookfield. So that's been a big, you know, addition to the returning group of what at that time was role players and now have just kind of settled into these roles. And then you've got that steady senior guard, Carlos Harris, who just brings a, a toughness and competitiveness. Uh, but they play together and they defend. And, you know, they're going to be the team to beat at, at uh, Pontiac in a few weeks and yeah they they could they can they can get the champagne and they can they can bring it they can bring it all home next up homewood flossmore also in 4a um I, I think they're about what i expected it is i might not have said that right away but i was pretty impressed with the lincoln way east win over the weekend i saw some definite progress from over the holidays when i saw them against marion catholic and really you know, they're seven and one. They've lost the Gonzaga DC, and that was not a great game for them. They lost by like 30, I think. But they've beaten Lincoln Way East, who was better than I expected. They've beaten Bloom. They had that Marion Catholic win, who's turned out to be a little bit better than we thought. And more importantly, I think they're starting to figure it out. They have a lot of guards, JD Tyler and uh, Gianni Cobb and um, Bryce Hurd and Car Carson Brownfield. And I, it was always going to take a little bit um, for this group to come together. But I think they're on their way to doing just that. Now, this is the tough question for me. Can they win the state title for a? Well, if you think they're coming together, then yes. But 
I don't I, know. I, I don't think they're coming together yet. Uh, <laughs> from what the two times I've watched them. Now, the first one was a massacre, bad read to get. Yeah. yeah. Chicago Classic. So, you know, I, I, I don't necessarily like what I've seen uh, so far. But I think that's a good sign, if that makes sense. <laughs> because I think there's so much more room for improvement. And I'm not writing it off. I think it's going to take time. They kind of have so many guards and so many guys that kind of need the ball in their hand. Yeah. It, it, it's going to be a tricky thing for Jameer Dismis to, to, to figure out. And, you know, they, you, 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 it's hard. And they've got talent and they've got enough. It's just, will it come together? It's early for this team. And that's why I think that they are – Again, it's harsh to say they're a disappointment for me because I still think they're one of the best teams in the state of Illinois. <laughs> but I just didn't know what you're going to get right away. And you know, I thought they would be a little bit more together than they are. But that's not to say that they're not going to be. And I believe they are a state title contender with all this being said that I'm saying right now. Yeah, they're the toughest call for me. I'd lean towards no right now. But you're right. The ceiling's high and, and they can probably get improve more than anybody else on this list um next up donors grove north who i actually think can improve an awful lot they are about exactly what i expected i thought the core back was strong enough um to resemble last year's team and jack stanton has taken some steps forward and yeah i think they can win state i think they might they're going to drop some games i think here and there along the way and i know talking to jim thomas he thinks they've got a ways to go and i think they'll get better um, so yeah, they're what I expected. And I think, yeah, if they can win state, it could be another pretty exciting year playoff run in Downers Grove. Yeah. I, you know, I don't think it's a completely, it's a different team than last year's Downers Grove North team. I think Jack Stanton, everybody knows how I feel about him. Everybody knows that he's one of the better players in the state. And I think he's going to have to carry a big, heavy load on his shoulders for them to be what they were a year ago. I, I do like their upside because I don't think they've really played together yet. Owen Thielen, obviously, is yeah. a, this hard-nosed, tough point guard who I think is really kind of underappreciated. And he just started – I mean, I think he played their first game on the Monday after Thanksgiving week without even having to practice. So he's only been probably at four or five, six practices total. So and that's their, basically their second-best player most important player other than Jack Stanton. So you get that group together. Um, they've got some, you know, inexperienced players who haven't been there before that are going to be thrown to the fire here with some, you know, big games on their schedule. That's going to help. And, you know, they're, they're, the, the league isn't as tough. So I think they are going to pile up those wins and I they're going to put themselves in a position to be a, a high seed in the sectional. Do I think they can win a state title? I do not. Uh, at this point, I don't think they can win a state championship. But um, we'll, we'll see how, how far they get between now and, and March. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if I changed that 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 thought. Nice. Who would have thought? I think Downers Grove North can and Joe can't. That's fun. All right. Uh, next up, Bloom. And I want to, you know, I did see that horrible game. Um they're about what I expected, except Elijah Allen, this new 6'9 kid from Nicaragua. Oh, my goodness. Um, he's better than I expected after what I'd heard and even the stats I'd seen. He's a legit force. 
I'm just, ter- I mean, the shooting was bad in that game, but I'm not even sure who's going to shoot. I- I'm just worried about their shooting and terrified of their shooting. And that's a scary thing to say about a high school basketball team. There's a lot there, a lot to work with. I think they can get better, but right now I don't see them as a, they're a contender, but I don't think they can win state. No, I, I don't either. I, I think they're going to be one of those really good teams all year long. They're going to be ranked all year long. They're going to be in the conversation to win a sectional. We'll probably even go back and forth with them. I think that's a team we could go back and forth with over the course of three months leading into state tournament time. But right now, December or whatever it is, 11th, or whatever, I don't know what day it is. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I can't pencil them as a team that can win state. Uh, but I think they're to answer one of the questions you posed. I think they're actually better than I thought. Um, even though I thought they were highly ranked, I, I think they're that they're, yeah, they obviously you said they didn't shoot it well and didn't play that well against Brother Rice, but you know, they're a team that has got a whole bunch of athletes and length and size and versatility, and that's going to cause problems for a lot of different teams, yeah. They, um, and we should mention yeah, they beat Thornton. I'm sure everybody's some people might be screaming at it their uh, <laughs> car speaker right now or whatever. But we know they beat Thornton, and that should be acknowledged. So we could be completely off here. But anyway, uh, last one, Kenwood, who has tumbled all the way down to like 15 or 17. Um, I've seen them several times now. Uh, they're definitely they've been a disappointment to me no doubt about it um and i thought chris riddle played really well the first time i i saw him and i thought he was gonna take a star move this year that could still happen things just just some things just aren't good with them right now i talked about the shooting thing with bloom it's the same situation with kenwood you know when devin cleveland is healthy and back maybe this will turn around maybe you can do a no mister for them and kind of be a a huge piece Uh, right now i'm disappointed and uh I don't think they can win state. <laughs> um, <laughs> right, right now, no, they can't. But I mean, like, I don't think they. Yeah, I, I would say. But, anyway. but I, the reason that I'm going to pause is because, <laughs> well, I, I just, I got to see, and I hate to say it, but to rely on a freshman, yeah. I, I need, to, I need to see what yeah. Devin Cleveland can bring to this team because I know what he's like in terms of he is advanced for his age and he is got an uncanny way about him for as young as he is and he's a true point guard but how big of a difference would that make you know that that's yeah but we don't we won't know until we see it and remember things are never as bad as they seem or as good as they seem in the world and life and basketball so this is the bottom of kenwood so who knows maybe my preseason number one will figure it out but anyway uh thanks for listening everybody and uh, we'll be back next week with questions. Oh, send them to me. M-O-B-R-I-E-N at suntimes.com. Send me your questions. We're going to have a mailbag issue next episode next week. And we'll answer all your questions on the show. Thanks a lot. Mm-hmm.